welcome to the Old Man Orange Podcast. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. I'm Ryan Donigan, and I just want to get something out of the way real quick. Last uh, week, if you heard the show, at uh, some point, I mean, before the show even got rolling, uh, we, I, my internet just totally gave out on me. Um, I didn't get really a chance to talk to Sophie from the from the little bit of intersection, from a little bit of uh, interactions I had with her. She seemed nice, and she's Canadian, so chances are she's nicer than us. Um, I just want to say that when I was listening to the podcast, the part where I was cut off, I'm just listening to you guys continue your conversation. And it's a very nice, subtle like conversation. There's a point where at some point you're like, oh, yeah, we uh, when I was a kid, we'd just go out camp. We'd like get this extension cable, go play video games in the backyard, this and that. You know, talk childhood. Sounds like you're both having a good time. So he's like, oh, that's cute. Like, yeah, it was a fun time watching Aladdin and whatever. And I'm thinking back like, what was I doing at this part of the conversation? And I'm just like, motherfucker! Just tearing fucking wires out like a fucking angry Trying to figure ape. out where the thing fucking went wrong, why like it's not recording. Yeah. a fucking wall. Yeah, like, it's literally, like, to put it this way, the Wi-Fi tower box was almost like the black monolith from 2001 Space Odyssey, and I was just one of those chimpanzees bouncing around it, like, slamming a stick against it. Yeah, you're the one who discovered, like, the weapon, and then you, like, found... Like, ah, ah, just losing my shit trying to get the thing fucking working again. I have no idea. It's working now for the moment. Who knows? Maybe this episode just cut out abruptly. But what I'll say this. This show still turned out pretty good. Um, you guys had a pretty good conversation going with all the retro stuff, retro cartoons, and all the video games and stuff. I think I le- walked away learning a few things, too. Nice. Well, yeah, I know. And I know we even, even ourselves, we lost the last, like, 25 minutes or so on the episode due to once again just another little Skype error of it always having the hardest time picking up different things and telling you you're recording but you're not recording and all that good stuff so I don't know we're going to try to double down on this one we're recording twice two on my end and well one on Dunnigan's I guess so triple down yeah just for good measure but we decided to go hey you know what let's go back in time we'll do a little retrospect and we chose to uh, let Twitter people kind of decide what we were going to watch. And I can't remember exactly what it was, but I know we had – what was on it our was list? It was Three Kings. Yeah, it was Three <laughs> Kings, sadly enough. I don't even know if that had a hand – it had a few votes, but maybe not a ton. And then uh, we also had um, – A True Romance. True Romance, which is the one that I was – I would love it if that would have came on there, but I kind of have a feeling this, like, well, not, that movie's kind of a little bit forgotten of a film. And then we had Actually, Mall no, Rats. I, think three, I think Three Kings was on the um, – Goofy one. I think Three Kings on the Goofy one. Maybe it was. Okay, well, we had Mall Rats then. I know that for sure. And then we had Jumanji. And, of course, Jumanji is the one we got. I'm glad you decided to buy this place. I'm sure that you and your kids will be very happy here. Every house has secrets. Everybody in town thinks the place is haunted. But what happened in this house? Little Alan Parrish. He just vanished about... Uh... 25 years ago is a mystery that began a long time ago when Alan Parrish was just a young boy who made an incredible discovery. Jumanji, you want to play? Alan, look. In the jungle, you must wait until the dice read five or eight. Twenty-six years later, Peter and Judy Shepard are about to play the same game. 
make an incredible discovery <laughs> of their own. Are you Alan Parrish? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Everyone thought you were dead. Now. Never shaved before. They must roll the dice. You're playing the game I started in 1969. I'm going to have to play. And finish the game together. It's not my turn. Whose turn is it? Sarah Whittle. Alan. 26 years ago, we started playing a little game. Whoa, God, no, sir! Alan, come on, I have been over 2,000 hours in therapy, convincing myself that this thing's a secret. Sarah, Sarah, we're all going to sit down. We're going to finish it. I think I've kind of learned with those polls. It's this is more what it is. What's the most popular known movie? It's not really like which one do people want to see. It's like what do people know more? Well, I I just that was the thing. I was like I got a feeling a goofy movie was going to win the other one just because it was like I want to say it was it was a bunch of like really dark movies. I want to say like, there was the, the Jet Lee Morgan Freeman movie. There was. Yeah. Um, Three was Kings. El, three, there was, was, was that the one that had El Mariachi on it? That no, that was El on, Mariachi. No, no that was on the Orgasmo one. Oh, okay, but <laughs> El Mariachi, whatever was, they got zero votes. <laughs> I don't know what was, that means. I want to say it was basically all R-rated movies in a Goofy movie, and a Goofy movie won. And then this week, uh, I don't remember. I remember it was a true romance. We've actually been kind of, without saying, we kind of doing like this '90s theme. I don't know why. Just something kind of landed on. Started with Orgasmo. We're going to try and do the retrospects. The plan is, folks, nothing set in stone, but the plan is uh, to a podcast a week. One retrospect, one regular show. So, yeah. Yeah, if we can get to that. If we can get it done. <laughs> if we can get it done. That's the plan. We've been doing good on it so far. So, uh, Have we got two a week yet? I don't think we even got the two a week yet. I think we're still on the one a week. Did we get the – oh, it doesn't matter. Okay. I thought we did. <laughs> we we might have got like one every five days. Maybe that's what we're at about right now. Yeah, maybe one every five days. Okay. So, you know, <laughs> one every eight days a week, you know, one of those weird Beatles things going on. Yeah, so. But no, Jumanji, was, it's kind of fun to go back and watch this one because I actually don't think I've seen this movie in a long time. I mean, I even looked at the DVD I had of it. I almost want to say I bought this DVD and I have yet to watch it on this DVD yet. Like, that's how long it's kind of been sitting there. And I've had this DVD for a long time. Yeah, I uh, haven't seen this movie in years. This was kind of my go-to movies for a long time when I was a kid. But uh, it's been a good while since I watched it. And um, it was all come back to me. I will say the we'll get more into the movie and the structures as the podcast goes on. But uh, there, there was some things like, oh, I don't remember that as much. But um, 
I will say, though, I remember this movie seeming a lot more serious when I was an adult. When I was a kid. When I was an adult. When I was a kid, I remember this movie <laughs> seeming way more darker. And it still is kind of dark for what it is. But there's some moments like, oh, that seems kind of out of nowhere. Well, because it is kind of one of those ones where it's sort of this, like, mix between, like, it's a kid's movie, but it's really, like, also a horror movie at the same time, too. At the end of the day, like, just picture that stuff in real life, and that is super scary and violent, like, how that could be, this movie could turn out. Well, this seems like the best way, I think, the, the I don't mean this in a negative way, I think the best way to describe it is kind of like Jurassic Park meets Home Alone. Yeah. Well, even literally, have, there's a part in there that made me kind of laugh, because it, it sort of felt, like, almost out of place. I know it's kind of farther into the movie. But when they're being chased around by the hunter guy, like the Sir Save-A-Lot store. Yeah. The fucking monkey boy starts making, he like grabs like scuba gear and he's grabbing like a canoe and everything like this. And then next thing you know, he's got like a dumbbell rack or no, a barbell and he pushes it off. It falls down, breaks the scuba gear. That thing starts to shoot off like a rocket, which is holding like the canoe and some oars and all kinds of stuff. And he's just created this like giant like weapon, which that makes you feel like, dude, this is totally like home alone right here. Mm -hmm. But the weird thing is, is none of the rest of the movie has any of that in there. That's like the only time that someone sat down and got super fucking creative with whatever they had around them. That's the only somebody. That's that's the only one is at the end of the day. When you think about it, like this kid has just created a bunch of ways to like murder these people, but they just keep surviving. So I don't know if that's some type of hell that they're in. Where like, guess what? You've been robbing houses and now you're going to be tortured by this boy over and over. And you should die from all these, but you won't. You'll just keep surviving. Before there was Don't Breathe, there was Home Alone. Yeah. <laughs> I got like there's this like there's I know there's this theory and it's it's just a joke more than anything else, but there's this idea that like uh uh Macaulay Culkin's character is Jigsaw as a little boy. <laughs> that's kinda funny. I like that. Cause that's what it is. Like that's back in the day when they just did the, it's almost like Looney Tunes style. Where they're going to fall these like gags and things like that, but you think by like Jesus Christ, that's so violent what they just did there. But for some reason, it's okay because they survive. When I was a kid, I think I I, I just kind of cringe thinking back on this because you know you do stupid shit when you're a kid. I remember almost attempting Looney Tune type shit once in a while. Nothing to the level of dropping an anvil and someone's fucking. Head. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're fucking checking out like, the third story window at school. Like, <laughs> we're gonna no, get. There's, there's this one time like there's this kid. Like, I, you know, like, there's a part where you see someone, like, talking, you see an arm come around a corner, grab them by the collar, they yank them, like, like, just yank off in a very kind of, like, rubber band kind of fashion. I remember, like, a friend of mine was talking one time, but, you know, I was trying to make my other friends laugh. I tried doing that, grabbed them by the collar, moved, that did it at my... He choked, he stumbled, hit his head the side of the wall, fell down, hit his head on the back of something else, like, like screaming, like holding his... Blood just shooting out of his forehead. <laughs> Not like shooting, but he did have a cut, like, oh, 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 then, like... Fucking like, Yard the... Duty comes running in, blowing a whistle and everything like that, like, Mr. Dunnigan! Yeah, and, and then, like... scramble, like, exit, stage left, woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hit You're... my car, like, oh, yeah, this has real consequences, don't it? I know that's always like it's that's a similar to also like trying like I always call when you use like movie dialogue in real life and it never seems to work the same way that it did in the movie. <laughs> like lots of times, I don't know if I have an example off the top of my head, but just like when you say certain phrases from a movie that like you think you're gonna get the exact same reaction that the characters in the script did, you don't. No, no, not always. Nope, nope. And a lot of times it comes across like way more offensive for some reason. 
Yeah, yeah, I can, I can see what you mean by that. I know what you, I, I got the idea. But this movie, I'll say that this movie, for the most part, it is kind of like a horror film for kids to an extent. I mean, I'll say there are parts. It's like the, the only part that seems really out of place to me is the part when they go to the Sir Save-A-Lot store. And part of me thinks like, look, uh, we just want to break away from the uh, house for a minute, just mix it up a little bit. All right, what do we do? Well, we can afford like this warehouse, set up some fucking like you know some shelves with some cheap goods and whatever. Maybe we're just working with that. I'm like, all right. Yeah. Apparently, it's now like a Safeway or something like that in a parking lot where that thing was. That thing was okay. I, I came across that in one of the trivia things on Jumanji. It's like, oh well, good to know. I you know I I was always kind of wondering what happened to Sir Save a lot. Did you ever uh, read the book? No, I never did. I remember having the book when I was a kid, and I'll say even the book, it still had kind of that little bit of that child wonderment kind of thing to it, but even the book felt a little bit more of kind of like a horror story because it was in black and white, like really well done, done illustrations by the same guy who did Polar Express. Uh, what's his name? His name was... Um, so was it kind of a short book, like 30 it's a or short 40 book, pages like, or something? Or? Like 20 pages, something like that. It's a picture book. So... Um, it was what was the guy's name? Got all this. Uh, Chris Van Alsberg. Um, it was basically, you know, it's the same thing. It's the two kids from the movie, and they just stumble. They just stumble upon this board game. They're like, "Ah, oh, we're bored. Oh, a board game. Let's play it. What magic?" And they, you know, things in the book, out of the board game, come to life like they do in the movie. And it's just kind of like very much the whole, oh, let's avoid it. Now it doesn't have as much scale. It doesn't have as much scope. It's like, oh, there's a line in there. Let's hurry and scurry on to the other room. Oh, there's monkeys making a mess. And then they got to do this. They got to, I think they got to fix up the house before the mom and dad get back from wherever. And they just abandon the, 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 uh, the uh, game somewhere else. And then someone else stumbles upon it. So, so it's literally like... Um... It's almost like a college party movie that just happens to involve a board game instead of alcohol. Pretty much, <laughs> that, yeah. That's, that's, that's a good way of looking at it. Like. And, and doesn't the book well, not have like the Alan and Sarah character in it, too? It doesn't have them in it, no. I remember first watching the movie, because uh, we're going to go into this as if you've already seen it, but if you haven't seen it, folks, spoilers ahead. Um, thing about Jumanji, when I first saw the movie, I didn't really know, um, I was like, what what the fuck at the very beginning when you see like a- Alan get sucked into the board game because mm-hmm. I did I just knew there's two kids in it and Robin Williams is gonna come in eventually I assume like okay these are the two kids and then you see Robin Williams get sucked in like that didn't take long for that kid to die <laughs> oh yeah just right off the bat well isn't it too like in the book when like the two kids at the very end find it isn't that the two main characters from Zarthura? Yeah, that's the two main characters from Zathura. And I never read Zathura. Uh, I know that I, what I, I kind of just looked up a quick synopsis on it. And Zathura is like, okay, yeah, they played Jumanji, they survived. But now they stumbled upon Zathura, you know, so. Yeah. Like, fucking Billy, would you stop grabbing the goddamn board games from the creepy library? <laughs> yeah, well, I remember I remember watching the Zathura movie and... Not really, like, I mean, granted, I wasn't a, I wasn't really as young by then. I was, like, in high school when that movie came out. So it, didn't, it just seemed kind of like, eh, whatever. I mean, there's a little bit of a twist. I'm like, oh, that was kind of clever. But beyond that little twist, did you ever see it? You know, I never really did, I don't think. It sounds weird. As well as, like, I kept thinking, like, I should go and see this. But it was probably, once again, that teenage years, like, 
I got better things to do, though, you know? I mean, I should see it because, you know, Jumanji's like a legacy thing, but, you know, there's anime out there and shit, so I'll get around to it. If I find it worthy enough for my time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, maybe if Tarantino would have done it, I might have saw it, but <laughs> that that would have been like the time period then. For like the maybe it was part of maybe it was part of like uh, Robert Rodriguez's and Tarantino's Grindhouse, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Gonna make three hours of my day for that already. Well, really, I'd say that I really Jumanji could work as the total like Grindhouse movie, and just because okay. you know if you think about this board game, like when I was watching that movie, I, I kind of forgot. I'm like, you know, nothing good comes out of that board. There's never like a spot you land on. It's like, oh. And magical flowers will whisk you away into the sky, and it will be great and marvelous. It's always like, no, this thing here is going to kill you. Kill you in your sleep. Or it's going to drown you. Or it's going to suffocate you. Or these spiders well, are going to other- circle you. <laughs> well, the thing is, we're watching the like the one or two times it worked out. We're not taking into account all the times like the children died playing this game. Well, that's where I, when I was watching the movie, too, I was like, you know what I want to see? I want to see a prequel to this movie to the, who the fuck made this thing? Like, that's what I want to know. Who's <laughs> just, like, sitting around in, like, the 1800s fucking pound. Or it could be even earlier. Who the heck's sitting around, like, the 1600s making this shit? Did you ever watch the Jumanji cartoon? I never did. And I, I saw that because I didn't even know there was a cartoon. I saw it when I was looking up stuff. But then I also, when I scrolled down, I was like, UPN. That's why I don't know about it. Yep, UPN. Um... The thing about the cartoon, because I actually grew up watching that, and that would come on before I went to school. That right there was uh, – did my shit stop recording? My shit stopped recording. Fuck it. Okay, whatever. That's the way it goes. Uh, anyway, what I was saying, the, uh, the UPN one, that uh, – what they actually did was sometimes shit would come out of the game. But usually every episode, they would get sucked in. The thing would give them a riddle. And they would get sucked into the world, mm-hmm. and they'd have to figure out the riddle within the world. And there, Alan Parrish was, and he was stuck. He couldn't get out of the game until he was just banished to the game. Until th- that's how the series ended was them getting him free. And they had mul- they, they didn't have the they didn't have uh, Sarah. It just had the uh, um, a- it had um, Alan. Alan. What were the kids? Judy and Peter. Yeah, I think so. Had them, and then the, there was the uh, hunter, uh, Van Pelt, who was always going after him, and they made new villains. There was like this kind of like sleazy snake oil salesman who would try, always try to get one over, try and screw him over. Uh, if there was like a monkey or something, it wouldn't just be a generic monkey. There's like a band of like angry monkeys. There's like a pirate. There's an evil. You like, say band? Were they, were they literally a band playing? Yes, they were a band. They were. Oh, okay. Were... I didn't know if you were saying it was like a band. No, no, I was being sarcastic. No, they're not. <laughs> Oh, okay. I thought there you literally was. Because at this point, it's a cartoon. Like, it's the 90s and it's possibly. a cartoon. That's not that far off that these monkeys would be in a band. There is also like these like enchanted like masks that would try – like little tiki people masks would try to attack people. Um, then there is this uh, guy. I want to say – I don't remember his name. I want to say he was actually Jumanji himself. And he was like the skeleton guy who was like My this kind Mr. of – Mr. Jumanji. Well, he was like he was kind of like this Grim Reaper thing. He barely talked. He's only in a few episodes, but he oversaw everything, and he was the one pulling the strings, basically. Yes, I hate children so much that I've been so much. I bring to my world to torture them. Yes. Now I'll say that show. You could definitely like show a kid that show, but it was way darker than the movie, and I feel like the movie would be almost. I almost feel like the like 
how do I put this? Because it, it, it surprised. There's actually an episode where Alan kept on dying, and they have this device. They go back in time. They're trying to stop it each time, stop him from dying. Mm-hmm. And so it had some themes like that. And you know, it was it was like it had that same animation style as like Ah Real Monsters or Duckman, that really random like '90s adult cartoon. Uh huh. You know, so that's the same same animation house. So. Yeah, so it had just like very bizarre looking animation. Yeah, very bizarre, 90s, kind of like, yeah, very tiny eyes, but very large heads and square features, and yeah, it was very... Well, that's weird, because I was picturing it almost looking more like Carmen Sandiego. That, like, when I was reading it, I was like, I wonder if it looked like that. No, nah, no. Nah. And, uh, okay, actually, I got that wrong a little bit. Actually, it wasn't, that thing wasn't Jumanji himself. His name was the Stalker. So, and he, he was, he was the protector of Jumanji. God, they have, like, there's, a, the article on the cartoon is bigger than the article on, like, everything else here. I know, I, I saw that on there. I was like, Jesus Christ, it's like, that cartoon seemed like a big deal. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. how the cartoon, they even make the Jumanji logo look like Jurassic Park. Like, they were really trying to, like, milk Jurassic Park sometimes with this movie. That's not a bad I thing, but that was totally, like, they saw Jurassic Park, they're like, fuck, you know what we can do? Let's do Jurassic Park, but with, like, a board game in, like, Africa. Well, I, I will say that, like, the uh, thinking back on Jumanji, like, when Alan describes what, the, what it's like being in the jungle, he says, like, it's one of the last places you want to be. It's scary. You hear something getting eaten. You just hope uh-huh. you're not dessert. And then you see the movie. You see the cartoon. Like, yeah, I can see how if this was live action, how this would be way scarier. Because even, even though it was all in the jungle, it had this bright orange tint to it. It almost seemed kind of apoc- apocalyptic, sort of. And then – you watch this new one. It's like, welcome to the jungle having a funnel wacky time. You just got eaten by the blah, blah, blah. Yeah, definitely like taking out like the scary factor of it. Yeah. In the new one. I kind of like it when like, uh, I don't know. I've, I mean, I know that I'm not expecting, you know, to see kids get their heads ripped off or nothing, but I kind of like it when a, when a kid's movie could actually have a little bit of horror to it, you know, just prepare them for the world. Well, I feel like with the new one, they've kind of like – well, obviously, they've taken it away. It's like not a kid's movie anymore, but they've shot for that weird area where it's in that same vibe. There's other movies out there in that where it's sort of like, hey, let's take something old, but let's like kind of – Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, well, yeah, totally tongue-in-cheek it. You know, I mean I guess it's no different than like the Baywatch movie and it's no different than doing it like – you know, Starsky and Hutch, you know, like that kind of style where it, <clears throat> you're not taking it as serious as you should take it. Like, I feel that Jumanji would be a cool movie if they, okay, you know, okay, you know the It trailer that just came out? Yeah. Give it like that kind of vibe. It doesn't have to be necessarily rated R, but just make it scary because that's the thing about it. Like, when you think about Jumanji, like, dude, that's one of the scariest things you can imagine. Like, I mean, literally that town, like, they don't really like say it because, you know, it all works out in the end, which I think it, it'd be kind of interesting if there's an alternative ending. I'll go into that in a second, but... That town is just being torn apart. There's people like there's a lady who's dead on the side of the road and she crashes the car because that mosquito pretty much killed her. I mean, they don't say that, but you know, you think about it, like, dude, that's just what happened there. That's just what happened. You know, people are out now they're out looting and everything like that, because now this New England town, because apparently because of the shoe store that Robin Williams' dad had, that is what kept this whole town together. The second that, that shoe store went away, <laughs> it just turned to a ghetto. Who is also who is also the uh he was the uh butler and um and Richie Rich, and he was also one of the uh, yuppie rich dudes and uh, surviving the game with Ice T. Oh, wow, yeah, I didn't, I didn't think about that, but that is, that is him. That's he's the guy. He's the guy whose son dies, and his son's like, I don't know about this, Dad. Shut up! You're too much like your mother. It's time to be a man and kill some homeless people. 
Well, that's what he did in this one, too. He just realizes, like, oh, I kill homeless people. You know how I do it? I just got to leave town. Spend all my <laughs> money looking for my son. <laughs> well, also, the uh, – well, that whole thing is – I figured it was all looting just because, like, the animals attacked and just shit. It was already, like, you know, the town was already going to hell. But then once the animals started attacking – because that's the thing. I, I wish they showed more of the animals attacking because you see that. But it was just like, okay, you'll see a stampede of elephants go by. Oh, shit. Best time is any to go loot the Sir Saves a lot. And then I, I thought it'd be cool if they actually showed, like, I mean, I, I granted technology was obviously limited. I mean, look at well, the yeah, way. Like, you know that look. scene where those, like, that, that stampede went by? That was like $10 million. Jesus Christ. We can't do that over and over. That was half the budget. Yeah. <laughs> and then you see, and then you, but then they, they show, like, the monkeys running around. Like, if they showed the monkeys doing more terrorizing things, like, I almost think, like, it doesn't have to be a beat-for-beat, beat, overly gritty remake, but just think about the War of the Planet of the Apes technology, what you can do with that. Just like a scary-ass pack of apes, like, ransacking some town, just fucking shit up, you know? And, and there's keep somewhat, the seriousness of Planet of the Apes. Like, and they're kind of they're kind of sentient, too, you know? I'm not expecting Caesar to be like, you know, like, we take it back or nothing like that, but... <laughs> give the, the jungles, we rise! Yeah. <laughs> like like the creatures don't want to go back to the board game. They're like, fuck, we got out of this now. We ain't going back. Well, there seems to be this whole thing about like, hey, you guys. I mean, I'm not sure. Maybe someone could point it out to me from like older movies. But like I think it's it's more of a recent thing, more of this very self-aware thing. Because like Goosebumps was kind of like, hey, you guys remember this shit. And I think it kind of to some extent started with 21st Jump Street because no one is expecting that to be really good. But it ended up being pretty funny, and a lot of people liked it. So now everybody's trying to ape that comedy. Well, see, you mentioned the Goosebumps one. That would be the perfect vibe that I think the Jumanji movie should have took. Because that Goosebumps movie was actually really good. So if they would have taken that kind of vibe, I think that's a perfect way. Like, make it a kid's movie still, but still treat it like it's a horror movie at the same time. I didn't think Goosebumps felt that much like a horror movie, really. I mean, I know they're still they're still getting away from monsters here and there, but it didn't feel that maybe because i mean i mean actually wasn't that scary but i mean well i mean like it's not it's almost what you got to think of yourself in that situation i feel like that's kind of how it is like yeah they don't have like jump scares and they don't have like you know very scary looking monsters or things like that they're a little bit more comical a little bit more cartoony maybe but i just always take myself and i put in that situation and you go oh no that's fucking terrifying well, I'm thinking more in the context. Maybe someone could point it out to me. I know there are mon- – because Goosebumps always is all about them getting away from monsters. Um, I want to say that this one, there are moments where like the, – the, the original Jumanji. There are moments where there's like – there's like the part with the plants. The part where the plant like wraps around the kid's ankle, pulls him under the rug, mm-hmm. and then it comes out of the, the – uh, chimney and just opens out but he's trying to eat the kid and they're trying to pull it pull him away like that part actually feels like a legitimate scene out of a horror film like if things went bad there it would have got really violent really quick and turned to R quickly you know yeah I mean. so i think like that that kind of thing like i don't know maybe maybe juman maybe the uh, goosebumps had some more of that but i remember being like oh no it's a werewolf get in the car run away where i don't think that jumanji had anything as close i mean jumanji had things a much closer stake or there's like the part when the house starts to fill up with water even the color and the tones when the house is filled with water and there's an alligator going after him and then like they're like just get away from it get away they're trying to crawl on top of the uh floating door on the floating door mm-hmm. well that's what i mean though it's like that's set up i mean that's like, like seeing right across like, the park right there or yeah or lake placid or something like that it's like boom there we go that's and it's that close that's i mean it's like I feel like in how you kind of make like it, so it's why somebody would say, oh, it's not really a horror movie. 
Well, if you just take it where pretty much nobody's dying, I think that almost makes it like it's not a horror movie. If you're not seeing death, it pretty much makes it go from being a horror movie to almost like, I guess, an adventure movie, though the feel is exactly the same. Yeah, I'm looking at the uh, Jumanji <laughs> it's cartoon weird. thing right now. It's Look at the Jumanji cartoon thing right now. It says genres, action, action adventure, dark fantasy, horror. Yeah, see, that makes sense. <laughs> and that's how I feel. It's like, and when I do see that kind of trailer, it's like, here's the thing. I like The Rock enough that I would see it probably anyways because of that. I will say the concept of going into a video game is kind of cool. The only thing that I think is when I was watching Jumanji, I'm like, you know what would be like? Just picture this. I know this is more than anything a Captain N movie, but like, what if it was like, it was literally a Nintendo and they went inside different Nintendo games. Now, it's obviously not the same thing, but like, when you hear that concept of the game, it's like, that's cool. But now picture instead of like, because it's kind of weird. It's like, oh, it's a game system. But where are you going? We're going to a jungle. Oh, okay. You know. Well, once Ready Player One comes out, that's probably going to make that kind of movie a little bit easier. So, yeah, the Captain N game might be able to come around the corner then by that standard. Yeah. Because I mean, if you took Captain N and you just kind of treat it, once again, serious, like, that could be, like, a really cool concept of just, like, just picture just a guy and his dog get to go into fucking Nintendo games. Mm-hmm. Use it in, like, I, I guess they are at that perfect point to do that because our generation, it feels weird saying this, our generation literally has kids now, so... I could see some, you know, like, oh, I'm going to take my kid to go see the Captain N movie. I remember watching that shit as a kid. Well, because really this is the one. Because you, you tell that idea to someone like your dad. And he's like, fucking stupid. I'm going to go get myself a beer. <laughs> but, yeah. like, to nowadays, it's like, dude, it's like, well, it's well, it's like, dude picture of a movie, dude. Like, you always wanted to be Captain N, right? But you're going to go into Nintendo games. But you got now you got 30 years of Nintendo to go into. Yeah, it would, maybe if it wasn't Nintendo, maybe it would be something else. I, mean, I know Captain N is strictly Nintendo, but it would be, I mean, I guess to an extent, I mean, Ready Player One looks kind of like a Roger Rabbit of Warner Brothers properties. So mm-hmm. maybe Captain N could be, I mean, I don't know, Nintendo's very well, yeah, careful I mean, with their license. I mean, I, I'm not saying that thing's coming out around the corner because I really don't think someone's probably going to make an, uh, a Captain N movie at all, probably, but... I just think that concept, it doesn't even have to be necessarily Captain N. I just like, like the idea of getting sucked into something, I think is always one of the coolest things or stuff, I guess, coming out. That's why Last Action Hero is one of my all-time favorite movies. You know, that, like, I always thought it was so weird back in the day when people used to go, Duh, that's a dumb movie. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, literally, I don't care who you are. I don't care who you are. Is the idea of having a magic ticket that you could go into any of your favorite movies a dumb idea? That's like the best idea ever made. Think about it, like, like the only person that hates that idea is like, I fucking hate movies and stories, they're all stupid. That's like the guy who hates that. And if that guy tells me that, I'd be like, okay, yeah, he just hates everything. But really, it's like, think about it, even like, you could get somebody who's 90 fucking years old, and you told him, it's like, hey, you want to go in this John Wayne movie and fucking shoot, you know, a bunch of like fucking Indians up? He'd be like, <laughs> hell Yeah! You know what I mean? Like, it would all come back. It's like, that's that's a exactly- I always want to do that. That's why I'm not allowed on the reservation no more. Like, oh, okay. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh you already did that one. Guy here. We're just talking in a movie here, you know, just to hang out with John Wayne, you know, and terrorize some local people because that's pretty much what he does in all his movies. <laughs> well, um, I was going to say, I think that those movies could still definitely um, – I think those movies are probably you. I think now you could probably do those movies better because before it'd be like, okay, here's the mock version of this, or here's the mock version of that. Now it's like licensing. I don't know. Now, now like, I'm not sure what it is. If licensing is just easier to get around, or if people are just like they know their fan bases. Like, you know what? No, fuck it. 
Let's throw the Iron Giant in there. Let's throw Batman in there too. Uh, we own the rights to Gandalf. Let's throw him in there. So I, I feel like now people are a little bit more like ballsier with that. So I'm not going to say Captain in exactly, but something like that could definitely happen. Yeah, it's just I think that idea of just going into something is always just kind of a cool one. It's just like that's also why that Jet Li, Jackie Chan, I think is like an awesome movie too. Because, yeah. Forbidden Kingdom, because think about it. If you're, like, you know, if you're that kid that always fucking dug every kung fu movie known to mankind, and then you get to go in and you're fighting alongside Jet Li and Jackie Chan, I mean, how cool does that get? Well, I know that, um, I mean, I get the idea for the new J- Jumanji movie where it's kind of like we are going inside. The, the, the last one, everything was coming out, but we're now going inside of it. I get that. It's just it does not look like, I mean, it's open to interpretation. It's a movie It's like over 20 years old now. Um, it just does not look like the scary, freaky jungle that I thought it would be. Like I was almost like in the cartoon, it had a weird animation style, but it was kind of close to what I figured. Like I had this sense of like you don't want to be here right now. And the 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 one in the, that I see in this trailer just looks like it's a fun old wacky time, and they have powers too. Just like yeah, all right. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like yeah, it, it is a little bit much. It has that feeling that, like, obviously it was somebody who probably didn't really care for Jumanji the movie, started putting it together and said, you know what, I know how to make this better. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, like, I'll tell you this, my idea is probably way better than those guys had. Fuck well, Joe Johnston, prob- thinks he's so special. Mr. Rocketeer-making well, J- motherfucker. Well, Joe Johnston, he likes to do that retro, like, 40s, 50s kind of vibe to it. Like, this movie has it. Has, like, like a 60s see, like- vibe, like... Yeah, yeah. I, I guess you're right. 60s, but it has that old white picket fence kind of thing that he likes. He likes that whole Americana type vibe to it. And um, he um, – I'll because the whole – because that whole part of the beginning, I feel like his heart is really in those scenes. Because the, the, the drama between like Alan and his dad and then like, you know, how he's Never going to talk to you again, dad. That whole bit. go to my meeting. Bah! I'm just like I am just so angry and yuppie. Like they did, they did whatever they can to make just seem like I am a cold, emotionless robot who only likes to make shoes. Yes, and I just fired a black man today, and now, son, you are putting me over the edge. <laughs> he was the one black guy in the whole factory. I was trying to be progressive. You made me do that. I don't want to fire him, but in front of everybody, he made me look like a fool with his fancy shoe destroying my machine. That's the one thing I think about, like, because if that movie doesn't have the ending it has, where, like, everything goes back and it's good, like, that black guy pretty much, fucking, like, Alan, like, you know the part where he's like, hey, it's me, Alan, 26 years later, and he slams the brakes on him, surprised that it turned around and just started fucking strangling that kid. Just pulls his gun out, shoots him there, like, oh. <laughs> Be like, you fucking ruined my life, Alan! And you're ruining it today, too! <laughs> Uh, that just sounds so weird. I mean, like, he had like the next Nike, so I get it. But I'm thinking on the context of like, man, I worked at a factory at the shoe store. Now I'm a cop. I guess you the Nike. Yeah, it, but yeah, he had but, the Nike. That's what I mean. There's like he literally yeah. had this fucking golden ticket of like he's like I'm gonna be the most famous motherfucker alive. Come, come on, Alan, you're gonna join me, huh? You're gonna join me. And then, of course, Alan's just like, yeah, this sounds good, whatever. There's people out there that are trying to beat me up. Look at their fucking with my bike. Uh, I'm going to go talk to my dad, set the shoe down. Yeah, that part. You, but you just know for 26 years, like, you know that guy would be sitting in bed like, serves that fucking kid right that his father chopped him up. 
<laughs> I didn't go to that fucking funeral. Yeah, fuck that guy. I was the one fuck guy who was always, dad. I was the one guy who was always cool to that kid whenever he went in here. Fucked up my shoe, got me fired. I'm glad he spelled his daddy lost it on him. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I got it. I know why people beat him up every single day. Kid's fucking loser. You know, keeps just, fucking up with, he keeps on fucking with people's shoes. Yeah, he fucks up everybody, apparently. <laughs> I'll say, though, like, there's that part when, um, because here's the thing, because the movie actually, even though it is, you, you definitely call it, like, a family movie, there are some scenes that are, like, a lot more darker in it. Like, there's the part when they're walking through, because you keep in mind, it is a kid's movie. When they're walk, when they, uh, the new family gets there 26 years later, and they're walking through the attic, and they got the they got creepy old Mister Exposition. Like some say that this, he's still haunted, and his body's still hidden somewhere in here. Just like Mister hey, Seventy uh, Old Man, still like exterminating bugs. <laughs> yeah, like Aunt Nora. Yeah, this guy's saying some creepy shit. What the fuck are you saying to my kids? Oh, not that. I'm just telling them how there's probably like dead bodies in your house. Like. Why the fuck would you say that to them? They're fucking kids. What? I don't want to fucking lie. Do I look like a guy that lies? What, you going to lie to your kids all fucking day? I ain't going <laughs> to fucking lie to them. They ain't my fucking kids. Sir, would you Try stop saying fuck in every sentence? <laughs> I don't fucking know any other phrase. Fuck you. <laughs> Try, try and fucking fire me, you real estate cunt. I'm part of the fucking union. I got a fucking bug bomb right here. We can all go down together. Fuck you. <laughs> so many wrong turns this movie could have taken. <laughs> this guy says like, I'm 75 fucking years old and I'm still working and I ain't going to stop because I can't afford shit. Oh shit, there's the bat. So, oh, that is an African bat. What do you know? Why do I know so much about African bats? Don't fucking ask me. Okay, so if I was to... Get that one down. I have to check the rest. That'll be probably another 75 for the day. It just goes back to being normal. <laughs> Which I always kind of wonder, like, what the fuck does that lady do to afford that house? That's all I have to say. What does the they, aunt do? They got it across. I don't know what she was. They got it across that she was really well off and she was young and determined. She, she They were trying to get across that was it Aunt Nora or something? Or, I think so. Something like that. They were trying to get her in the, in the, in the um, show. She was always, like, in a business suit and she was always like oh you kids you're always getting in the way and da, 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 da. they she made her a lot more colder and meaner in the cartoon uh, this i want to say she, she looks like she's more... like a seattle like yuppie like entrepreneur lady from like 1991 like oh you know you know that band pearl jam well we were part of getting them first recorded she has yeah. like that look to her and she then has i kind of moved look... on from there like at some point maybe if if that particular future went on long enough and they did not find the Jumanji board, they might walk into like, you know, saying like one day they might get home from school and just see her getting like fucking plowed on the on the fucking couch by like Eddie Vedder. Like, oh, you're not supposed to be home yet. You know? <laughs> like fucking sw- he jumps up, swings out of the house. like He does like the concerts in the early days where he's always like climbing on the stuff. Well, she had that. She had like because plus they have that scene where she's listening to like uh, she's listening to like you always have control. There is no situation where you don't have control. So they they got this sense of that you know she is like trying to be very determined. She's always trying to be like on top of everything. I always feel like those uh, those like entrepreneur tapes where it's like you you yourself can be the one man business. You can take yeah. over the world like those kind. Those kind. Plus when she walks in, she's like, okay, this could be. 
this could be an office right here. This could be the bar, you know, the foyer and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. This is this could be the dark dungeon I store my gimp in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you know, there's a great uh, S&M supply store down the road. Oh, that's great. I'll have to check that out. <laughs> yeah, this goes on. Then, then the other guy is like, oh, you Just got a throwaway yeah. line like that. Just go. sex shop, but my cousin Eddie owns it. You're going to fucking love it. That's what the exterminator up the stairs is saying. He's like, oh, it's great. You know, you could get this plant that looks like it's going to eat you. But guess what? You can just face fuck this plant. I mean, it's great if you're into that sort of thing. You know, I hear it's popular in Japan right now. (laughs) (laughs) The little kid is not talking to anybody. He's like, (laughs) can't see. Just his facial expressions just draw, drop down. You know what's the weird thing? Is both him and Kirsten Dunst are like the same age. That's crazy. They're both 1982. Or not 82. Yeah, 82. And I was like, what? Hmm. I'm like, because he looks like he's like three years younger than her. But Yeah, he looks like – I remember seeing this movie. thought he was like the same age as me. Well, yeah. The, yeah, that's what I thought too. And then I, I was looking. I was like – then I saw Kirsten Dunst. I'm like, 82? She's only like six years, five years like older than us. Look how much shit she's accomplished. That's all I started to think once I saw that age. <laughs> How old was she when she's in Spider Man? Then she's like probably twenty two, twenty three. Yeah, something like that. So she's yeah. like, okay. Let's say if that movie's shot in ninety four ish, you know, obviously it came out in ninety five, but and she's born eighty two, so she's what twelve in that movie, give or take. Yeah, yeah. You know what's also interesting is the kid, fucking um, Bradley Pierce. Do you know who else he plays? Who? Okay, this one is kind of cool, but the next one's amazing for us. Okay, the first one he plays Chip. And Beauty and the Beast. Okay. So that's cool for some people. He plays Tails in Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, awesome. Like in the, uh, in like in the both original versions. Show. Didn't he, well, someone who voiced Tails died a little bit ago, didn't they? Didn't somebody who voiced Tails? Yeah, well, I don't think it was, I don't think it was this guy. I don't, I don't Not know. him, but somebody. I want to say somebody who voiced Tails Maybe, died. Uh, you know what I think it was? I think it was the guy who voiced Tails in the Disney Roadrunner type show. Okay, so he did the Saturday morning one. Yeah, yeah, he did the he did the regular song show, the good one. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, when I saw that, because I was flipping through, it was like literally on the DVD. You know, when like in those older ones, how they have like ah oh, the actors paid. You click it, and it just shows their list of movies and things like that. And on there, I was like, it just said Sonic the Hedgehog '93. I'm like, what? Didn't say who we played, but I assumed it was Tails, so I made sure to look that up. And I was like, mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. I got mm-hmm. way more respect for this kid now that I know he's Tails. Even though at the same time, I'm like. What the fuck's he going to play Tails, huh? What makes him so fucking special? <laughs> Why are they called me? Yeah, I was there. I was there in 93. Ow! Andrew Dice Clay wanted to play Tails. <laughs> Yo, Sonic! Yo, Sonic! You ever be fucking abroad and you just want to punch on the back of the fucking skull? Oh! <laughs> oh, hey, 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 man. It's, it's a kid show. Come on. Let's, let's tone it down a bit. <laughs> yeah, Sonic, look at my dick! Okay, yeah, Tails, that's, that's cool. Keep it in. Remember, Shoulder kids. Shoulder pads and all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, remember, kids, dick in the pants. <laughs> Always. It's, it's Sonic says. Yeah, <laughs> Sonic says section. But, um, no, it was just like, there was that. And what else there was on there? Oh, well, I want to say, though, um, uh, were you t- still talking about that dude? No, I can't remember anymore. Um, regarding, um, Regarding this movie, though, they, they did that whole thing about 
because I'll, I'll say this. I mean, I haven't seen the, the new one's not out yet, so we can't say. But this one does a good job of balancing out between, like, I think the drama and kind of like, I mean, it's not overly dramatic, but it, there is a little bit more of a sense of like, oh shit, this girl's life went to, this girl's life went downhill one after that night because she's like a, she's like some bullshit like uh, card reader, you know. She believes in all like zodiac signs and all that type of shit. She's crazy. Nobody she's, likes her. Yeah, she's been to like a Alan, psychiatrist for like the last twenty years. What? Oh. Was she a psychiatrist? So no, that she, she was went, a no. She went to one. Remember? Because she, she has oh, that she phone call. She's like, yeah. Like, I think I'm. I think I'm going to need a higher doses of my meds because you're not going to believe this. This kid that you always tell me that's make believe is sitting right here, and we're having tea at his house. Yeah, and that whole thing about like how she had to just like she's like, you think anybody ever came to my 14th birthday party? Like that whole bit. Yeah. So because well, it's like the 60s too, so you know that like you were super ostracized at that time period. Mm-hmm. And well, nowadays, there'd be somebody who would believe you. You know what I mean? Like they'd have like the fucking ghost hunters would be out. Next thing you know, fucking at your house, yeah. <laughs> trying to make do of what you just said. There'd be a page for it somewhere. You know, yeah. like a, like like a, a, a Facebook group, page, a, a Facebook group, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Did your best friend disappeared into a board game? Okay. Yeah, but in the sixties, it's more like fuck that person. They think they're so special, believing in board games. And like, uh, I want to say that like. I think this movie, the only part, because I think it does a good job of balancing that balance between like, okay, yeah, there is some kind of like silly adventure stuff here every once in a while. The only part where it goes on full like, okay, that was a bit much, is when they get to the, because uh, once all the animals start leaving and Robin Williams like, okay, we got to finish the game. That's where, once they get to the, Sir saves a lot. And that's where it literally for like five minutes of the movie becomes a Home Alone sketch. Yeah, it starts to become almost like a wacky. It, it's not bad, but it does sort of take you out of like that from being a horror movie to all of a sudden. Now it's like here's the wacky hunter chasing us down, you know, and he's got himself a brand new like automatic rifle. With, you oh, know. Plus, that part was funny though when, when he goes in. He's just like, oh, we don't have the like because you didn't see that in very many. I don't see that in very many kid movies nowadays. But that part where he says like, you know, they stopped making these a while ago. Damn, like back in 1903. He says, like, you can fill these out. Just drops a whole bag of them. Or I can fill these out. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's because I like that scene a lot. Apparently in that scene, they're playing, like, the Mexican national anthem. And they have to take that out in the Mexican version of Jumanji because you're not supposed to play the national anthem for profit or for parody. Oh, okay. And they felt like that's probably, like, both of it right there in one. Yeah. And and then there's the part, though, like – which I don't know who the hell's he, choice was. Like, yeah, let's just throw the Mexican national anthem up in this gun store. That's not gonna be kind of weird. It was probably something that had no copyright that you just throw up but there. It, it was that too. In, in the U.S., there's it's um, uh, fucking yeah, no copyright, public domain. Yeah. There we go. yeah. Um, and then there is also then like uh, I want to believe because when the guy stops, he says, "Are you by chance a postal worker?" When he asked that, I want to almost believe like right there he just kills everybody in the store because he stops and turns I'm like. Yep. I don't know. The part of me wants to think. It's kind of like there's that part in Jurassic Park 2 when the, they look out the window and they see the dinosaur has the doghouse and the chains hanging out of its mouth. I want to think. I want to. I want to believe that dinosaur just went there, ate the family, just bashed its head to the window, chomped the family. I want to believe he just killed everybody in the store right there. Well, they were they were going to shoot that scene too in Jurassic Park where they, the T Rex goes and eats the family next, but they mm-hmm. thought that was too much to have both the dog die and the family die. No, I say go. I, I, I say go I, balls I, I, out. 
if it would have been my way, the dinosaur, the, the the dog would have been riding the T Rex as yeah. it went in there and ate the family. And, and the T Rex would have knocked over a radio, and it would have literally started playing "Balls to the Walls" as the T Rex is just walking down the street with this dog on the back. Which, speaking of which, did you buy this? As this sounds kind of off topic, but not off topic because it still involves the T Rex. Did you get the Bat Metal uh, comic that, that just came out? I have. I haven't read it yet. There's which I got the variant cover of Batman's riding a T Rex. When I saw that, I'm like, I want that one. I just got one as the Justice League. It's shiny. It says metal on it, and uh, yeah, yeah. When I saw that, I was like, oh, Batman riding a T Rex. I have to get that one. Yeah, <laughs> that's on the list. It's on the list. But um, but yeah, where are we leaving off at? Oh, Jurassic Park. We're, like I want to, I, I want to say like, because then then it gets a little silly when like. They have that really scary part with the monsoon, which seems kind of like a scene out of Lake Placid for a second with the uh, crocodile coming at him. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the cops, like, I always want to do this, knocks down. They all sound they're just going down the river, like, oh, no, we're wacky adults going down the river. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I, I, it's it doesn't like, kill the movie. Yeah, it doesn't n- kill it. None of this comedy in here, I really feel like, takes away from the movie because I know what it's going for. You know, obviously you can't show certain things because it's still trying to be a kid's movie, which is funny. At the time period, they consider this movie like almost like a little too dark to show like kids. Yeah, and which, I'm it's... thinking, I guess my thing is that they probably didn't know what was going to happen. They didn't know what, what sequels and reboots were going to lead to it, but I guess I'm just thinking like they probably take that little bit of, oh no, and then just like, all right, let's turn that into Jack Black gets eaten by a, 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 a hippo or whatever. Yeah, but it's kind of weird because it's like, I feel like after Jurassic Park came out, it's kind of like, eh, Jumanji's pretty tame compared to Jurassic Park. You know what I mean? It is pretty tame, and I almost feel like that Jurassic Park, I almost feel like, I mean, I'm wrong, I, I love that movie, but let's be honest, the movie's mainly aimed at kids, probably. Yeah, I, well, I mean, like, I saw Jurassic Park as a kid in the theaters, no problem whatsoever, you know? So mm-hmm. it's kind of that thing where, yeah, I, just, I, just, I just feel it's always kind of weird when they go like, oh, it's, you know, too dark and scary. I mean, like, well, yeah, it is scary. I mean, there probably is some kid that fucking wakes up in the middle of the night, like, having non-flashbacks of a plant dragging him underneath the carpet, but... After watching that movie, maybe. Like, like, well, plus it also, like, things are get really dark after a while because near the end of the movie, all right, you get the spiders. That movie was preying on a lot of different phobias because it's going on the spider thing. Probably if you just have any, like, you know, Plant kind of like. phobia. Or, like, predator, any kind of, like, predator prey phobia to that. And then the part where, they, where the girl, like, uh, Kristen Dunst gets uh, shot in the neck. She's dying right there. Yeah. She's basically dead. She pretty much is What's, dead. They just deus ex machina with rolling the dice right there. And that's what stops, that's what saves everything. That's where I feel like, this is almost where the ending I feel, I know it's going for the, that's like the ultimate 90s ending is everything just got better. But I almost feel like it should have had like the 70s ending where they fucking roll the dice. Yeah, everything goes back in there and then they turn around and fucking Kirsten Dunst is dead. <laughs> and it cuts yeah. great. Jumanji. Just like right there, as they're holding, like, ah! they just very quietly, like in the jungle, the mighty j- yeah, like, crane shot like- pans away from this destroyed house. Because that's how, if this movie was a '70s movie, that's how it would have been. Like they would have been like, "We did it! We fucking stopped it! They're all gone!" And then they turn around and be like, "No!" And then boom, credits. '70s movie, no fucking filler. Did you know there was a Jumanji PS2 game? Uh, was it, there was a Jumanji PS2 game. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I just saw that on the page, and I, once you were, 
out there. I was looking for it. And I was just like, I didn't know. So I started pulling up pictures and everything. And it looks like it's kind of like um, a four-player, almost like Mario Party Party-esque game? game. Yeah, kind of like that. It's funny because like, the main cover it shows is literally the Jumanji DVD cover if you just took out Robin Williams. I can see that because they did this weird thing where for a while uh, they how, – how do you how do I put it? There is this period I want to say like in like, you know uh, – Late PlayStation 2, early, like, Wii stuff, they just kind of took random, like, licenses that were just about to die off. Like, hey, we can got this cheap. This is, this, people might remember this thing, you know? Well, that PS2 was almost kind of an era where they were doing movie games once again. Because, you know, they made the Warriors. They were going to make a Dirty Harry game, which I was looking really forward to that. Um, there's a handful of other ones. I just can't think of them off the top of my head right now. But it was a period where they were kind of going back. I mean, I think, you know, obviously, there would have been, like, you know, an Indiana Jones game, I think, it came out about that time period, and so on. So they started pulling these older movies, going, hey, let's try this out. You say it's a PlayStation 2 game. I'm looking at it. That looks like some, that looks like some, like... It looks like PlayStation 1. Yeah, not even, barely PlayStation 1 graphics. That's like some, yeah. It is, that, that looks kind of like, well, we got a name. Do we got any of the stars? I said we got a name. Yeah, all right. Uh, we'll, we'll make do. Top down, top, top view. Like, what's this guy? Well, he's the red guy. What's that guy? He's the Green. blue guy. What's it? Do I have to say it? He's the fucking blue guy. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Just fucking go through with it. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't look day. nearly as, as exciting as it. I don't know. It might be. One of the ones it probably is. It might be kind of fun. I don't know. Not saying grab maybe it, it looks maybe. like it looks like it looks like it could be a cell phone game because I'm looking at it right now as you mentioned. Just okay, we got a maze. Okay, catch you got a little raft game or something. There's literally so, like a spear chuck game. I just see a bunch of guys chucking spears into something into a water. I will say that is one of the few times I'm like, okay, I can see how a uh, board game thing works for a Jumanji video game. That makes sense. Who knows? They might come out with another one later in the line or something like that for the new one. It wouldn't surprise me the least bit. Now it almost seems like movie tie-ins come out straight to like cell phone. They hardly ever come out for the main uh, movie anymore, for our main console anymore. I know, which is always kind of a bummer because I've always been one of those people. Like, you know, there's a, There was a time period where they just go, there's no such thing as a good movie game or a good property game. And it's like, I don't know. Like My entire life, I liked a lot of those movie games on Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis. Like, I there's a lot of them that I think are totally awesome games. Sometimes even some of the better games actually on those systems. I think they start getting really bad once you get to more like PlayStation and PlayStation 2. I think the ones, I think you could come out with like, like a lot of the Disney ones are really solid games. Maybe because I was an in-house company. It's like, well, Disney Interactive actually works with Disney. So mm-hmm. here, we, we're, we're, we got all the access to the script. We got all the access to the character designs. Uh, where maybe something like, okay, Sony is least, or uh, uh, TriStar or whatever is releasing this out to some random company to make the Spider-Man game. Well, we don't want too much getting out there. Um, release this concept art. Let them know this much of the scripts. They got this much time to get it done. Well, yeah, there, there's certain ones that aren't that good. I mean, I'm not saying it's like it's a perfect track record, but I feel like there's almost more really good video game tie-in games than there is like bad ones because i think like dude all the jurassic park ones are fucking amazing you know most of the batman ones are pretty good there's a couple of them that are kind of like eh, okay but for the most part they're pretty good you know you well like i said I'm, I'm mostly ta- i'm mostly talking just like you know like playstation 2 playstation 3 yeah, gamecube like that kind of stuff yeah but that was way later that was before they even made those comments those comments I mean, came mm-hmm. came before those systems even came out mm-hmm 
Because that's what they were talking about was like Super Nintendo, Genesis. Um, and then, because I remember it was like, that's why they considered Spider-Man such a big deal on PlayStation. They're like, it's like the first good licensed game ever made. And I felt like, no, it's not. It's a great game, duh. But what the f- it's like, what, did you never play anything before that? Like, well, where is this coming from? Did you play like two games and said, they fucking suck. They must all suck. I think it was just easier to make a good platform back then. Plus, at that time, like, that's where like you weren't really learning as much because how to make a good platformer was already dialed in. So if you had like a movie that came out that same time with a game linked to it. I remember Toy Story. I like Toy Story, but looking back on that one, that one was awkward. That was a very awkward game because it was just – You got yeah, it. They just go around like why, asking why people. What? Why ruin? Why ruin what you got going right there? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why. I always think of that like that song. It says you start off and you're like Woody and you're running and it's in fucking 3D and you're like minds blown. And then plus the, the, there's also that thing though, just like okay, don't jump off the shelf or you'll you'll get hurt. Like it's not that long of a fucking fall. I saw the movie, you know. And there's like yeah. you had to jump on the shelf and all that. Like and you had to like whip on, like use your cord to whip across, like. There was that some of those logic things you'd think about like as a kid, like why are these toys always attacking Woody? Like, does he have to fight these motherfuckers every day? It's like we, we gotta we gotta make him fight something. Or then there's the whole part where it's just like, I have a nightmare, I have to fight nightmare buzz. Yeah. Like this wasn't in the fucking movie. And I mean like like I am like most kind of people like I see that and go, it's I get a game, it. I, get I, it. I, I get it, but like yeah, I know. Even I, then I got it. Even, even then I got it, but I was just kinda of, cause and they would take like if there's like a bar fight in a movie and one guy just got punched and like fuck you and walked out the room. Two levels. That was a whole level. <laughs> that, yeah, that was a whole level in a video game. <laughs> That's why I always think about like in Goldeneye. Goldeneye is that one where like they literally take like one small scene and make this giant level out of it. Mm-hmm. Well out. it's like but uh, Jumanji, I mean, you know, we'll probably. Oh, I, I can imagine making like a, a like a like a straight tough like mobile game for uh, this movie coming out. Oh yeah, they'll probably do something like that. Did you ever have the board game as a kid though? The one that came out, I think, by Milton Bradley. I did. I was so disappointed. Now I knew obviously <laughs> it wasn't going to be like a hologram. There's been that one kid that was a fat fucking liar like dude it just makes a hologram and it looks just like it does in the movie and like why doesn't fucking nasa have this technology you stop and ask yourself but um yeah um the th- i remember thinking and like getting the game i'm like oh i want jumanji because the game itself would be fun but i just more than anything i just like the way it looked the 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 well carved box that unfolded and looked and like you know that you had like the pieces and i just i just liked the way the game looked so i was like that'll be really cool so yeah i wanted to get that when i got I'm like oh it's just your standard cardboard milton bradley bullshit i thought it was for some reason i, I knew it was gonna have magic powers but i thought it would at least look kind of like how it did in the movie and I almost want to say, did they even have real cool-looking pieces, or are they just literally like the here's some like excess pieces, you know, the red, blue, green, and yellow, you know the one, you know the characters during the PS2 game. <laughs> I, <laughs> I want to say it almost had those. I almost I don't remember it having cool little stone pieces because what I remember what I did. This sounds like weird, but there was this tea company back in the '90s, and when you bought like a box of tea from them, they came with these little stone like lions and tigers bears fucking all kinds of wolves and things like that these mm-hmm. little teeny stone ones i'm like dude these look like the jumanji pieces so i'd use those instead i don't remember what they were i remember they weren't that cool though they may have been little pieces of something i remember if they were just little like okay you're the yellow one okay you're the blue one but whatever they were they weren't that interesting i remember that much 
I will say the game itself though was still kind of fun. It wasn't like it was. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it just its presentation just didn't. When you got the movie showing you this, and then you kind of give this kind of like, ah, here's a novelty knockoff brand version. It's kind of a letdown. But like when you played it, it was still kind of fun. Jever. I mean, it could have been any other number of things. This is that same kid who's like cries, says like, "Don't do Bloody Mary during the sleepover." But did you ever was did you ever hear the kid that was was actually afraid to play the game because he thought the shit would happen? You know, I could see that happening. I never met that kid, but I definitely believe that there was many of those kids out there. I'm not gonna lie. When I was a kid, I was a pussy. But when that happened, I was like, I was telling the kid, like, "Dude, come on." <laughs> You know, I was like, roll the fucking dice. Roll the dice. It was a kid's birthday party. It was a kid's birthday party. It was that one kid who always just kind of wasn't. He was like that kid. He was he was not a friend of the. He was not a friend of the rest of the circle. Just the kids whose party was. And he's like, I don't know if I want to play Jumanji. What if it happens? Like, dude, it's not going to happen. What if it does? I guess we're gonna be famous for dying for playing Jumanji. Exactly. You know, keep this border alive. Well, that's like the same thing with like the, like the Ouija board and all those things too. Like there'd always be that kid's like, I don't want to play it. It's the devil's in it. It's like it sets me up by Milton Bradley. <laughs> I mean, maybe the devil's a little bit in it if Milton Bradley's involved, but <laughs> only in the money perspective. We don't know how Milton Bradley got to their position of power. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, he might have invested a little bit of money back then. I'm, I'm guessing <laughs> if he was smart maybe. and he was like playing his stocks right, I bet you the devil invested into it. But still. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, so by that, by that, by that, by that rationale, Disney's also in the devil, so or vice versa. So yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. No, that board game was kind of cool, though. I think I still even have it somewhere upstairs. I want to sit. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I mean, I didn't bring it with me, but I know it's somewhere, probably like in a, in a basement somewhere, at my folks' house. So <laughs> in a basement, just like dun 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 dun. My nephew's like, "What's that drumming?" I don't know. I'm gonna check it out. Dun, 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 dun. You're just down there, like banging on a drum. Like, come on, he'll come and get it. You're so fucking scared. I remember the game. I remember the commercials. Like, go ahead and buy the game if you're not a pussy. Psych. <laughs> well, it wasn't that literally, but it was almost kind of like play the game if you're brave enough. It was something to that effect. Yeah. <clears throat> like just challenging you, just demeaning you to you buy their fucking products. Like, what? You don't have twenty five dollars. Can't just ask your parents for it. What are you not a man? You, you know, Alan Harris, she always faces his problems like a man. Yeah, man, take him twenty six year twenty six years to turn around and face the man with a gun. Well, that's the thing. The guy's like, face me like a man. It's like asshole. You got a fucking gun. Yeah, like who's the who's the pussy here? Mm-hmm. The guy who's walking around with the automatic rifle. The guy who's like, I'll fight you off my fist. Mm-hmm. So well, it's yeah. kind of like there's a part too where like the, like all those kids are like outside at the very beginning they're like we just pretty much just waiting to like fucking beat up Alan for God God knows why they don't really explain like who I mean obviously I think you just assume that he's kind of like some loser kid that nobody likes it's the 60s it's okay just to like beat up on somebody who's different Let, let's assume let's assume that like the uh, exterminator is like the father to that kid <laughs> who's beating him up. Like, yeah, my kid knocked the fuck out of this murdered boy years back. Fuck <laughs> pussy. Yeah, exactly. Well, because it's kind of funny because when they have that fight scene, it's they don't show anything actually. They literally just like I don't even think a single punch is shown. It's just all the yeah. He just goes yeah. It's like he gets pushed and he goes off camera and then all of a sudden he gets up and they're like ah. So for all we know, these kids just gang bang this little boy. Just like we're gonna fucking rape you, huh? How do you like that, Alan? How do you like dick in the butt? (laughs) It's like like because it doesn't show it, so I don't know what happened there. (laughs) Like that's your assumption. Well, it doesn't say that did not happen. 
<laughs> just to say that. He's like, oh, you think you like that girl, huh? You into her? You into fucking girls, fag? They're, they're like 12 years Shut old. So it could be that point where they're like, right before. I like, well, I also like how, I mean, it's kind of like, they, they you see this kind of thing in Guardians of the Galaxy, but they get a point that like uh, Robin Williams' character, when he makes references, he's always referring to things from the 60s and back. Uh-huh. He's all like he's all humming like the Gilligan's theme song to himself because like what else does he know about that back then? And then at some point like what was it like uh, the 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 the, the, the partridges have a have a yard sale or something like that when he saw like the girl's outfit? Yeah, like, exactly. He just shaved with a what was it like? He just shaved with a piece of glass. And the partridges have a yard sale. Says when he looks at her. <laughs> but it's one of those ones like sometimes I think with those lines of like okay if you were in the jungle for twenty six years would you even like remember any of that stuff or even think about that stuff maybe because that's probably things from his old his old life that he probably holds on to like oh man I, I miss microwave dinners watching bad tv or whatever yeah and at that time period he probably didn't even have a microwave i don't know he's rich enough to probably have like we have the first microwave Very son. first microwave like yeah <laughs> it's the, the microwave size come of out your like bedroom the, <laughs> the first, <you> know, <laughs> we need to turn these two keys at the same time to get it started <laughs> yes um, did, did the microwave come out like in, did it come out like in the like like mid sixties or something, or was it seventies? Um, it's one of those ones like I know that like you wouldn't have really had one till about the late seventies. Like, okay, maybe being this rich, you might have had one, but yeah, it was definitely one of those ones like the you know the average person probably would not have had one until late seventies. Well, the parishes though. That's <laughs> yeah, the parish. You know, making fine fancy shoes for all of New England. You know, it's what keeps New England alive. They were the first to receive the science oven in New England. Well, it's like they even have, like, oh, you're going to go to the boys' school now. And you'll be in the parish wing. You know why? Because your old grandpappy, he started it. You know, parish. Name you can trust. Parish. Who you really are. It's just like, Dad, you don't got to say it like it's a fucking slogan every time we're talking. Being a parish, yes, parish. It's, you know, it's, it's a way of life. He just looks like Thanksgivings are the longest with him. I was going to say, um, the thing about it, I just realized this. Maybe you noticed it. Maybe I'm just too stupid. Alan Parrish. He perished away. Yeah, I guess it could be like that. No, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, no, I'm thinking, I'm not trying to make a joke. I, I think that that's like maybe the play on words kind of thing. Oh, he perished away or something. Well, like yeah, that. that's what I mean, though. I think that's what it, I could see that being one of those weird, like, why they choke. Because who the fuck has the last name Parrish? Yeah. Well, it does sound very, like, it does Proper. sound. It sounds pretty yacht club. elitist, like you know, like he's definitely like the one percent family. It does sound very like sweater around your uh, around your neck, kind of. Like yes, we know the Waynes. <laughs> <laughs> Had them over for dinner last night. <laughs> don't don't tell anybody, but um, Bruce throws like a bitch. <laughs> he can't polo like he used to. <laughs> You know, he got a boomerang and tried to throw it across the room like some kind of down-under Irishman. <laughs> the only place the Irishman belong is outside mowing the lawns. <laughs> oh, the best place for an Irishman, right there, under my boot. <laughs> or the railroad. Or in a cave with a stick of dynamite. <laughs> That's always a fun game. <laughs> Let's see if they make it out. Let's make bets. That's what I really feel like. You just picture those, like, even though those guys weren't sitting there out in the fucking sun, but you just picture that's what it is. Okay, Chinaman. Okay, Irishman. You each get a stick of dynamite. We're going to light it at the same time. Let's see who makes it out. 
Yeah, that seems like that. Just to clarify, folks, I'm Irish, so we can make these jokes. Um, Just uh, to clarify, folks, we also like kung fu movies, so we can make these jokes. <laughs> <laughs> you said the Chinese thing, so that one's on Hey, well, it goes hand in hand. You think about it. what's the 1800s? It's Irish people building railroads and Chinese people building railroads and competing against each other. Yep. And, um, and a bunch of, like, British and French guys sitting on top of, like, chairs watching this. Mm-hmm. Make, taking bets. Oh, looks like Seamus. Looks like Seamus made it out. Ah, <laughs> oh, Seamus. Should have bet my money on Seamus. But uh, they had a. But I will say that they do. They do everything they can to make his dad unlikable, the most waspiest motherfucker alive. Up until the end, like I'm sorry I yelled at you. All I needed was a hug. I'm just not used to giving hugs. Well, because he even has that line. It's like my father never would like. My father wouldn't kill me. He wouldn't even hug me. But then again, I think for that time period, though, that's very common, though, because that's like mm-hmm. the whole reason why I think that like baby boomers almost like change that. They're like, no, no, I'm going to make sure I hug my kid all the time and tell him that he's great and, you know, make sure he has love because my father didn't do any of that. Yeah. Yeah. I think because he got a lot of that more of that greatest generation thing from the past. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know if it's, it's, it's just escape, think- escaping that greatest generation or sleeper generation even maybe. Yeah, well, I think it's just that sort of thing of just getting past that. I think just, as time goes on, people just get more and more nice. So that's why I feel like the next generation, we're going to be like the – it's going to be like the buddy generation. I just literally feel like people are going to have kids and then like when the kid's like 15 years old, they're going to be doing the exact same things. Like, mm-hmm. dude, you want to go to the metal show? Dude, I want to go to the metal show. Dude, you want to play video games? Dude, I want to play video games. Dude, you want to do a line of coke? I want to do a line of coke. <laughs> okay, not too much. You got school tomorrow. morning. Okay. You got school morning. You got to think a little bit conservative there. <laughs> Half that's a line. A, yeah, that's what I feel. Start like you off like, small. Become like the buddy generation. That's what, so we go from we got the greatest generation loves sleeper generation, baby boomers, generation X, millennials, buddy generation. Well, I guess the millennials would be the buddy generation. Assuming the, I'm assuming they're kids. They're kids. All right. Yeah. And then we're like that weird like. Between X and between Y generation. Like the the lost generation. We're, we're the sleeper generation of that. The 90s kids generation. They mm-hmm. don't fit in with the millennials. And Generation X is a little bit too old. Yeah, that weird the middle lost. ground. Yeah. <laughs> we're at that weird. The 90s We know a time before the internet. Yeah. yeah. You know, when a millennial kid tells you that there's no such thing before Sonic Adventure. That's who you are. <laughs> as a 90s kid. <laughs> I remember when I, I remember seeing a kid find out like what what because he's like what 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 I remember it was one of my nephew's friends was like why do they have this old look for like Super Mario Maker I'm like what do you mean like okay you got this new Super Mario Brothers you got Mario World which I think I know about but then what's this one points to Mario three and Mario one I'm like yeah what's that from they just make that up I'm like oh fuck he's like what's that, like is that Grandpa Mario yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to. Is that like, what oh. they played in World War Two, Ryan? Yeah. <laughs> Was it sticks and rocks? Then this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe evolution. Yeah. I don't know, but Jumanji is just one of those cool concepts. I don't know. I look at that new movie coming out, and I am uh, as, as I said, I'll go see it anyways because it's got the rock in it. That that's reason enough for me. But disincluding that, you just kind of look and you go. Well, I don't know the, the direction they're going with it 
it just I, I know for a fact it's gonna be a hundred percent comedy. N- nothing more but this a comedy. It's gonna be no different than almost like um that Will Ferrell version of um they go into the ground. Land before time. No, no, Land before Oh, time, um <laughs> Brendan Fraser one. The uh, No, not Brendan um, Fraser, uh Will Ferrell. Go underground uh, Will Ferrell, they go underground. There's a seventies show and then there's the nineties show of it. I'm drawing a blank on it. I don't know what that is. They go one down is. a waterfall and next thing you know they're in a dinosaur. Oh, Land Before Time. Land before yeah, time. Land. Is Land Before Time? Is, or is that? Oh, um, Land Before uh, Time is the, no. is the, is the dinosaur. Land of the Lost. Land of the Lost. Lost. There we go. I have a feeling I have a, it's going to be just like that. I bet you that's what it is. That's probably what they're going for, if I had to guess. I mean, obviously from the trailer, it looks like they're trying to do some like self-aware jokes about it because, you know, like Karen Gillian's like, why am I only wearing half a shirt? And then, like, you know, Jack Black is playing the, like, you know, the, the yuppie girl or whatever. Yeah, so it's like they got all kinds of weird. You can already tell there's all kinds of weird humor in it. Like it's it's kind of those ones like I feel like you know that's fine if you just weren't gonna do a Jumanji thing if you wanted to do like a, almost a Jumanji parody, but it seems weird to use the actual name and then make fun of it in a sense. But I don't know. As I said, I'll see it anyway just because the rocks in it. You know, he's just that kind of person. But I'm kind of curious because apparently it is meant to be not like a reboot exactly, but it is meant to be in some way a sequel. And I don't know, Wikipedia's lied before, but Robin Williams is in here is Alan Parrish and says in a flashback. Yeah. So if that's the case too, I have to give him way more credit for doing a sequel and not a fucking reboot. Mm. But you know what's kinda interesting though is like before they had Robin Williams though, like they went through obviously like probably any movie that they think about all the actors that could be in it. But it was like all the different choices they had, like they even had like Arnold Schwarzenegger considered for it. And I kinda thought I'm like, dude, that actually would be kind of interesting to see Arnold Schwarzenegger. It would change the kind of the tone of the movie, I bet. But we've got a few more Austrian Death Machine songs. Also, I probably not. There probably would not been any real sense of fear though, because like he's Arnold, he's gonna get out of this. Like he's just gonna yeah. punch that cult. Like he wouldn't be running from the guy in the gun. He's just like, give me that gun. <laughs> yeah. Well, they also thought too, like Bruce Willis to be in it as well. And the only reason they couldn't get Bruce Willis is because he was doing Die Hard Three. Mm. <laughs> Even that, that too, been. like yeah. Bruce Willis just fucking comes out of the jungle. Fucking, how is he? He's like he's popping some pills and stuff coming out. Like, where do you get the fucking pills from in the jungle? Just like he looks. He, well, I'm just thinking about like. So it's it's kind of funny. They're just going like every action star who ever lived, and then Robin Williams. <laughs> well, there was other just like regular actors in there too. Tom Hanks. When I just thought about okay, because it's like Die Hard three, and then I just pictured like. Bruce Willis in it, and Bruce Willis comes out of the jungle, and he's got the fucking sign that says "I hate niggers" from the beginning. Of <laughs> Just like, oh my, Die Hard three. Because <laughs> that was all I started thinking about. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> they don't like me back there. Let me tell you, when you want to get somebody's attention, that's what you do. But no, there was like a big long list of different people that they were planning on getting in there. They were, uh, I want to say, um, it's kind of weird when you look back at the list. Like, Tom Tom Hanks was almost Mario and um, the Super Mario Brothers movie, and they actually were about to hire him. Like, you know what? Bob Hoskins is cheaper, and he just did Roger Rabbit. So let's just give Hanks the boot and give Hoskins the role. And I'm going to say, I mean, even though I love that movie, before he died, I really hope Tom Hanks bought, like, Hoskins, like, dinner or something because he because he went on to do philadelphia that year and got an academy award yeah so it all kind of like works out so and i always want to say tom hanks was even he was the first choice considered to be in um this seems like a tom hanks type movie doesn't it yeah well yeah like this one's like you could see tom hanks doing it but here's like some other kind of interesting ones okay 
here's a couple comedic ones. They show they you know they want Dan Aykroyd or Chevy Chase. Okay, you know I mean like I guess that would put it more closer to maybe Robin Williams. I guess by that feeling. But then there's also another choice: Sean Connery. What? <laughs> like, think well, I guess old. I guess he would be been like so much forties. He would have. I guess he would have been back in there since the forties or something like that. Then. Yeah, but they would have definitely had to go farther back. But you know, of course, Kevin Costner. But that was probably just because Kevin Costner was big at the moment. They're like, like who would bring some money in here? Uh, Kevin Costner. <laughs> you know, they had Richard Dreyfus. That's like Richard Dreyfus is such a weird choice. I mean, he's a he's a classic actor, but well, I feel anything that's kind of involved with kind of um, anything Spielberg-y. Spielberg slash because this movie um, has some kind of like Spielberg's so kind of like his like protege kind of vibe. Even like John, uh, Joe Johnson is like a Spielberg protege. Well, yeah, because he worked on he was a visual effects guy on Indiana Jones and Star Wars, and you know he did um, I think he produced fucking Willow and all kinds of things like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it goes on the list. It's like okay, you got Mel Gibson as one of the people they're thinking about. Bill Paxton, which that that must have been like. I love Bill Paxton, but that must have been like the like, okay, if we want to save some money, who should we get? Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you see Bill Paxton, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and John Travolta and Mike, Mel Gibson all right next to each other, you know that Bill Paxton was only thrown in there. You know, if the special effects are going to cost this much. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just thinking, like, that almost sounds more like the uh, – um... Like the reboot, like kind of like how, all right, the reboot has like Dwayne Johnson, then it has Karen Gillian, and then like, uh, well, it just, it's a big, it's a big cast of people for that one. That's what that almost sounds like. It almost sounds like usually these you might have like, I don't know. It just sounds so weird to me that it makes sense. But at the same time, I can, I could see Arnold in there, but at the same time, like those kids would not be chasing him. Like they, they would just be like, get over here. You touch my bike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just like grabs the, like the bike with the, like the monkeys on it, just pulls it up and throws it. And I guess that means they would have to get like an Austrian kid to play him for the very beginning of the movie. Like, yeah, we're gonna exactly. get, we're gonna, we're gonna get you for like you know killing my dad back in the war. It wasn't the Austrians, ah. <laughs> yeah, don't blame Austria. Well, that's even like they also had Harrison Ford, which that almost kind of makes me laugh too. Oh, just God. Harrison Ford coming out of the jungle, like, ugh, fucking jungle. Like, kind of slightly dressed like Indiana Jones. See, maybe if you were going for, like, an Indiana Jones tie-in. Yeah. Like, Indy gets lost in the board game. Yeah, like, Max, short I guess round, we, Me and Short Round were up late one night, and, of course, he bought this at the black market and wanted to play a game. I said, fuck it. I guess we will play a Tired game. Tired of playing game. Uno, so we'll give this a shot. <laughs> yeah. And then he also kind of wondered what happened to Short Round, everybody. Well, he was fucking killed by this game. <laughs> the monkeys Long came out and ripped him. him limb from limb, literally in front of me. <laughs> That's why Short Round is not there in Indy 3 or 4, just letting you know. <laughs> I just assumed he sold him off for a plane ticket somewhere, like in Indonesia. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, who needs a bag boy? Bag boy for sale. But Real Dr. Jones, Jones, shut up. <laughs> but Dr. Jones, I want to go with you. No, you're staying here a short round. It's good for you. You know what I mean? Your, your next uh, master will have a good plan. <laughs> He's got You great- slave, me master. Like that uh, Robertson Crusoe thing where he's telling that poor guy. <laughs> I always felt like that was like such a dick thing in Robertson Crusoe's. Like he's telling that guy the whole thing. the guy doesn't speak any English, so he just seems like, oh, my name's Slave. Cool. You know, I've always wanted to be called Slave. So I got a nice ring up the tongue. 
And he's like, yeah, and I'm master. Yeah, you master. You master all the way. And then later on, we find like sitting there looking at a book. He's like, motherfucking master. Fucking call me a slave. Fucking cocksucker. Thought we were friends. <laughs> he's like, oh, well, we were. It's just, you know, at the time, I just wanted to show my dominance. You, you, you know, you know, you get it, right? You get it? You get it? <laughs> he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I'll be honest. I've never even seen that movie. So, never seen that movie, dude. The, a good version of it to watch is the Pierce Brosnan one. Pierce Brosnan version. Yeah. But there's I was trying to think of something clever. Like, Dah! yeah, I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> you, t- you totally spiked me the ball, and I just saw it falling down at me in slow motion. It just put right in front of me. Like, like, oh, yeah, that's on me. It's like, oh, I thought we were playing baseball. If we were playing baseball, you would have had a bat. Oh. Well, I got nothing. I get the sports is mixed up. <laughs> yeah, they're confusing. I need somebody talking to me, giving me story advice beforehand. <laughs> but no, Jumanji, the classic. It is a classic. It's one of those movies. I remember I saw this one in theaters. It's actually that's how like big of a deal this one was because that was at the time period. You didn't you didn't just go to any movie as a kid. You know, you didn't have a car yet or a job or you know you couldn't make these kind of radical decisions like we can nowadays. Where it's like I'm gonna go see it. It's coming out tonight. Fuck it. Do you ever have those? Uh, this is going to sound really random. This some people might remember this. Uh, probably teachers probably don't have it now because they got streaming services. But if there's ever a rainy day, or like you know that there's something happening, there's kind of like a party going on in the school at school, like back in elementary school. You ever have the kid who just because you know, all right, we can't go play outside, kids, because it's raining or whatever. Yeah, sometimes kids just bring like this new movie just came out. Remember that's how I first saw Jumanji. It was like a rainy day. Mm-hmm. Jumanji just came out, and some kid like I, I I just got this movie last night. It's really good. Can we watch it? Like, uh, it's it's PG. Uh, yeah, Rob okay. Williams, okay. We'll watch it. We'll watch it. Yeah, I remember those. Like, it was like one of those. It's like a, that's what I call a teacher fuck it day. Well, I you, you know you don't think about it, but there are those days because you think oh a teacher they're like these. Uh, these are these paragons of virtue. You know, we just look up to them. But now thinking back, there are some days where teacher came in, like, hungover, like, fuck it. You know what? Yeah, we're watching a movie. We're watching a movie. I got to get caught up on some paperwork. So, yeah, watch it. Yeah, that was, it's like it's the easy way to shut children up is mostly a movie. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like, you know, Netflix would be my best friend. Like, okay, kids, we want to watch. All right. <laughs> Write down what you learned about the movie. Yeah, there you go. There's your essay for the day. We got to write one sentence, Billy. Shut the fuck up or you're going to the principal. Be grateful. Moment when you write one fucking sentence. I remember because, like, the way you say that now. Flash it back. Yeah, like how you say, like, the kid that randomly brought that in. Like, when I think about that, I think that's how I saw Flubber for the first time. Some kid literally brought, like, dude, the best movie ever. Flubber, and it's so funny. What kid? fucking liked flubber like this is the best movie ever are you fucking kidding me flubber fucking sucked i i didn't like that movie when i was like 10 that's when i fucking liked everything <laughs> i would see that movie in so long that'd be a perfect one for a commentary i bet you that'd be hilarious oh flubber fucking sucks dude we can watch it i'll do a commentary just to, that's what i mean, I mean that's what i mean it'd probably be funny for that i don't think i have it but I mean, there, I mean, the big, the big thing about it, like, oh, Flubber went in his mouth, and then bloop, 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 all came out of his butt, and made a fart noise, <laughs> and it played the fucking disco song. Uh, fucking goddamn, I can't remember. It's like in the trailer and everything. That was what I always remember, like, make a little love, get down oh, tonight. Yeah. The Flubber things like dancing and shit. Well, the original. 
original, I didn't know this at the time, but the original, it was called something else, but like the original, it was like this weird goop. They're like, oh, it can do anything. Like, oh, we're a bunch of evil scientists. We want it for ourselves. Oh no, let's use it to get away and make crazy inventions. It's like, what if it fucking danced? What if it wore sunglasses every so often? What if it just didn't? I'm just like, oh my God, you gotta be shitting me. Uh, and that's a remake too. So. As a kid, when I was a kid, like, oh, it looks funny. Plus Robin Williams and seeing they're like, oh, Robin Williams. Oh, Shooter McGavin. Oh, this isn't good. <laughs> this is this is this isn't what it should have been. Let's just yeah. say that. Could have been more. But no, that's a good place to probably leave off on our Jumanji-ness. Fun times back in the nineties. Uh, so much fun that I think we should continue our nineties crusade of podcasts because you can't go wrong with nineties movies. I feel like it's like just it's like the greatest generation of talking movies. There's just something fun about them. There's always something funny to like talk about and to remember and all that kind of stuff. And unlike 60s movies, when we do that, people seem to actually know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I feel so bad. Uh, where like, Eagles Dare. Where Eagles Dare. Really like, well, views. Well, like, I remember Newgrounds has like 60 views and probably like 59 of them are confused on what this is. <laughs> and two of them probably oh. think, think it's maybe like the Weird Eagles Dare song from the Misfits. <laughs> Where uh, probably the only podcast that tackles World War II, Clint Eastwood movie, and Pokemon the first movie. <laughs> yeah, like back to back. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I, I think that was real fun. I like doing things like this. Like Orgasmo, Goofy Movie, Jumanji, all real cool ones. So um, we'll figure out our list and we'll do another little poll, make it fun, and uh, go from there. But till then, I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. I'm Ryan Dunnigan. Make sure to check out oldmanorange.com, and we will see you some other time. Later, folks. Thanks for listening to the Old Man Orange podcast. Check out our website at oldmanorange.com for even more podcasts, cartoons, videos, music, and more. Send us an email at oldmanorangepodcast at yahoo.com. Be sure to subscribe, share, rate, and review us on iTunes, Podomatic, or any of the other fine sites we might be located on. And if you want to help out even more, click on the Amazon or GameStop links on our webpage before you make any purchases there. Won't cost you a penny, but it sends us a little something our way. Thanks for listening, and tune in next week to Old Man Orange.